Welcome to the Good Medicine for the Soul podcast. This is the number one podcast designed for millennial women who want to grow in their knowledge of God so we can all walk in the fullness of authentic power. I'm your host, Amashallah Victoria Wallaby. If you're ready to go on this journey with me, then let's get started. Hi there and welcome back to today's episode of the Good Medicine for the Soul podcast. Now, on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the power of praise. Now, what does it mean to praise God? Why is it important? Why is it significant that we praise God? Now, let's just define what it, what that word praise means. What does the word praise mean? When we look at the word praise, let's just look at the 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 dictionary definition of the word praise. Praise means to express admiration or approval of the achievements or characteristics of a person or thing, right? So to praise means a form of, to express admiration or approval of the achievements or characteristics of a person or thing. Now, let's look at, for example, that you see somebody, for example, you meet the president of your country, right? And you want to foster a relationship with that person. Praise would be a way to get in the door because we love to be praised. We love to be acknowledged. And this is not by mistake. It is because it's an attribute that we got from our father, the most high God. There's a song in my local dialect in Nigeria that says, God does not eat breakfast. Neither does he eat lunch. Neither does he eat dinner. It doesn't eat food. The only thing that he eats, his food, his feel is our praise. And that's why the Bible, especially King David in the Bible, gave us some really good insights regarding the power of what it means to praise God. Because King David is one of those kings in the Bible that went through insurmountable challenges and came out on the other side. And he, he I'm so grateful that he took the time to show us what some of the tools that he used, some of the tools that he had in his arsenal, some of the resources that allowed him to overcome and become victorious in the end. Now, well, now that we have a proper understanding of what it means to praise, which means to express admiration or approval for the achievement or characteristics of a person or thing, obviously God is not a person, God is not a thing, God is a spirit. But this, we have to then express admiration or approval for his accomplishments. Obviously, a lot of us will say we've never seen God, we don't know what it's like. That's where the Bible comes in. The Bible tells us about the character of God. And not just that, the Bible also tells us about the achievements, about the accomplishments of God. Now, let's even assume that you've never read the Bible before, you don't know what I'm talking about, and this sounds like French or gibberish to you. Look around you, look at nature, look at the ocean, look at the seas, look at the waves, look at look at the sun that rises in the morning and look at where it sets. Who tells the sun to rise up when it does? And who tells it to go to sleep when it does? Look at the moon that comes out when the sun turns around and gives way to the moon to come. Who instructs it to do all these things? Who tells the, 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 the water in the ocean to stop at this bank and never go further? Who is responsible for all these things? You and I will agree, even if you have never read the Bible before, that when you look around 
around you, you see the magnificence, the evidence, the proof of the work of God. This can only be done by God. Let's even leave all of the things I'm talking about of nature and things like that. Look at yourself as a human being. Isn't it amazing that the way conception happens and then it produces a whole human being? Look at you. You have eyes. You walk. You talk. Your brain is a mean machine that coordinates every part of your body. You alone are evidence that God exists and is worthy of our praise because we cannot do these things that we do. It is That is why when we look at our celebrities, for example, we're in awe when we see them do magnificent things that we cannot do, we're in awe of them. And because of that, we naturally have that admi- admiration and we express it to them. How much more our God is self-sufficient God that relies on nobody, that is all God all by himself, that has shown us creation, the works of his hand. The other day, I was at the beach and for the I've been to the beach many times but this time was different because I went there with an understanding when I went there I stood I looked at how the waves were bellowing forth were settling and reforming and coming back again I looked at the fact that the water will run to a certain level and stop without anybody trying to hold it in place, without any barriers, it knows where to stop and go back again and come back again. It's amazing the magnitude of the God that we serve. This is why praise is so important. And King David told us in Psalm 150 verse 1 and Psalm 126 verse 6, he says, praise ye the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, Praise him in the firmament of his power. And then he goes on in Psalm 95, verse 1 to 11. It says, Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Right? Then he tells us why it is so important to praise God in Psalm 22, verse 3. It says, Because God is holy, but thou art holy. Thou, O thou that inhabits the praises of Israel. This tells us that God, what does it mean to inhabit somewhere? It means means to occupy a place, a settled residence, a habitat to live in, right? To live in a place. That is what it means to inhabit a place. And King David tells us now in Psalms 22 verse 3 that God is holy and he inhabits the praises of Israel. He inhabits the praises of his people. It means when we start to praise, when we start to show and express our admiration for God, when we start to acknowledge his achievements and the characteristics of who he is, that he simply cannot lie. There is no deceit in him. He doesn't need your votes. He doesn't need your money. He doesn't need anything from you. People will want things from you and they will try to be nice to you. No, God is just nice to you because he's God. God is good to you because it is in his nature to be good. He doesn't need your money. He doesn't need anything from you. He's a good God. He provides. The Bible tells us that the sun shines on the just and the unjust. He doesn't say because of your sin, I'm not going to let the sun shine on you today. No, he's still a good God. He gives us that room for repentance, for redemption, even as as hard, as as wicked as our hearts, as human beings may be. He still gives us that leeway to come back to him because of the precious blood of Jesus that was shed. And if for nothing else alone, for the fact that you wake up and walk on his planet 
is enough for you to sing praises to him. For the fact that you wake up and you benefit from the rain that he lets come from the storehouse of heaven, it's enough for you to sing praises to him. For the fact that you wake up and you can get in your car and drive your car and come back home every day, it's enough for you to praise his name because he inhabits the praise of his people. When we start to praise him, what that means is God sits, God lives inside our praise. When we worship him, when we praise him, when we acknowledge who he is, when we express our admiration for him, he comes and he sits in it. And what better way for God to come and bless us with his presence by sitting inside of our praise. And that is what the power of praise can do. In the last episode, I talked about I talked about the peace of God. Now, when we have that peace of God, when the storm comes, we express that peace by praising and worshiping God. We send a message to the gates of hell that no matter what is going on, God is still God and he reigns supreme. And we can take a clue from Job in the Bible. When all of these afflictions came upon him, the Bible tells us that he fell to his face and he worshiped. Oh, I know that is easier said than done, but... It is something that I'm practicing that when the odds are against me and I have nowhere to turn and it looks like I'm backed up in a corner, I just fall on my face and I worship the one true living God. And even though the situation does not change in that instant, I change. I become more at peace. I sit more in the peace of God because God comes to sit in the praise. Thank you so much for listening to this episode today. And until the next one, keep on shining. Okay, family, let's face it. We've all felt pain. We've suffered the losses. You know what it's like to want something so bad, but not see a part to its accomplishment. The question, however, is, do you know how to pick yourself up and move on despite what has happened? This is what I share with you inside of my new book, Good Medicine for the Crushed Spirit, a practical guide to helping you find purpose when adversity strikes. Inside this book, you will find personal stories, relatable biblical tales, and anecdotes that prove you are never alone in your despair. I will inspire you to turn pain, discomfort, disappointment, or setbacks into something positive that works for you. So if you're ready to change your life in meaningful and purposeful ways, get your copy of this book today and let the transformation begin. That concludes today's episode. And if you want to hear more from me, follow me on my Instagram page, which is at B-I-C-T-O-W-O-L-A-B-I. It's B-I-C-T-O-W-O-L-A-B-I. You can also follow me on Facebook as well at B-I-C-T-O-W-O-L-A-B-I. We also have another podcast called the Academy Podcast that gives you tools and resources to turn vague dreams into blissful realities. You'll find the link to that in our show notes as well. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to slide in my DMs and say hello. God bless you.